0: Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Oh, this side's doing good. You guys just woke up, all right? So let's try that again. Turn in neighbor and say you look good today. Look back at him and say, oh, I know. I know. You ain't got to tell me, okay? We've been here before, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Listen, it's so good to be here today. Uh, If you're new or if I've yet to meet you, my name is Brad Livingston. I have the tremendous honor of pastoring this amazing church, and we want to welcome you today. TC, I know we've already done it, but let's welcome all of the new people in the house today with a hand clap. We welcome you guys. I've got some very special friends that are here today, and I can't wait to see all of you after service, but man, we're going to jump into what we have today. Now, if you're new, we've been going through what we call the Heart of the House series, and at the Heart of the House series is what we've done is uh, at TC, we have a code. It's called the TC Code, and it's 11 statements that define who we are, um, and it's, it's really what helps us lead and guide in the direction that we go as a church, and so We've been going through all 11 statements of the code, and today we're going to hit the last two. And so we're super, super excited. And as we were kicking off the code earlier uh, last month, we started by telling a story of the food court. How many of you guys remember the food court? How many of y'all love the food court? Where are y'all at? How many of y'all know that that general chicken hits different on that toothpick than it does in that pan? I don't know what they sprinkling on it like it's something good but we talked about the the food court and and I, what I like to do is I like to time it right to where I'm walking through the food court at shift change so you can catch all the people going this way and then they change and you can catch all them samples coming on the way back I mean y'all ain't even got to buy a meal after that just loading up on teriyaki chicken and general's chicken and whatever else they got because it's so good but uh, we, we, uh, there was one time I was going through the food court and, uh, this one actually wasn't too long ago. Cause I go to the food court often. That wasn't even a joke, but thank you for laughing. So anyway, no, I'm just kidding. But I, I go to the food court often, uh, mainly cause I gotta have me some China Max. I know why I'm there, but that's not gonna stop me from hitting Sarkou and all these others. Right. So whatever. Um, so I, uh, we were going through, I got my, uh, I sampled, then I went, got in line, ordered my food came back, started eating at the table. So a few of us were eating at the table. And the girl handing out samples came over to the table. We already had our food and tried to give us another sample. Now, you know what I said. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Because I had got the two meat instead of the three meat, right? And so I felt like it was just a sign from God that I needed more protein covered in batter and Sugary salt, not the point. So anyway, so anyways, I tried some, but I, I remember thinking like, man, she could really, she could really hit a few more people. if she was over there with the people that hadn't eaten yet <laughs> rather than being over here. But I ain't mad. So we ate and we went on. Now in the, in the Bible, in John six twenty five, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That's what he says. How many are glad he didn't say, I am the broccoli of life? Come on, somebody. Where my car people at? Right? Atkins can go somewhere. All right. But Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. And what he means is he's the sustaining power of life. And, And actually, when we jump to Psalms 34, 8, it says this. It says this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Say that with me taste and see that the Lord is good. And taste means, kind of in the, in the Hebrew, the word that is coming from there, it means to try the flavor of and to, to eat a little bit. And so uh, early on in my marriage with Ashley, uh, number one, I do most of the cooking in our house, mainly because I love to and she hates to, so it works out fantastic. My wife, however, is one of those ketchup people. All right, so y'all know where I'm at already, right? So early on in our marriage, I used to try, uh, I would make steaks. I know how to good them, man. That nice medium, medium rare, depending on the cut. Where am I? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then if it's not a very good, a good cut, you can do a marinade. So I remember one time I, was, I had marinated some steaks. And I wish we had some music to play right now. I could tell this story well. I had had marinated some steaks, and and he said, and so we put them on the grill, cooked them. It was good. And and when it's not a good cut, I like to cut three steaks, because one, I can test. You know, I cut it open and see how good it is. Don't judge me. There's certain cuts I got to do that with. Nonetheless, and really, it's an excuse to have two steaks for me and not just one. Life hack. Write that down. So, uh, it was perfect. I ate it. And so I uh, put the steaks on our plates and I ran to go get something real quick. And I heard the sound. <sniffs> ketchup bottle. I said, what, what is that? And she, she was like, "Uh, I need ketchup for my steak. Get out. <laughs> but she's that ketchup person, right? And so this thing, Ashley has this thing that she does uh, when she likes to try food. How many of y'all know people that like to try food? But when they go to try their food, <laughs> when they, go to try their food they really have already decided whether, they, whether or not they like it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, so this is how Ashley tries food, right? Y'all ready? I'm like, what is? And then she, and then she does it. Y'all seen this before because y'all got friends that do this, right? She takes it like this. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm i like, girl, you didn't even taste nothing. She's like, I I just know. I just know I'm not gonna like it. How many of y'all know that, not like my wife when she's testing food, but the Bible says that we should taste, which should be to try the flavor of and see that the Lord is good. And to see means to look at, to consider or inspect. And what the Bible is communicating to us is that we should try a little. We should be the taste test. for the world out there. That's going to taste and see God. How are they going to take, how are they going to try a little? How are they going to get a small sample of Jesus? They're going to get that from interacting with us. And so as they go out and as they interact with us, they're getting to taste a little bit of who Jesus is. We should be the taste test for the world to see what Jesus tastes like. We should be the taste test for the world to see what Jesus, to see the hope of Jesus, the peace that comes from Jesus, the joy that comes from Jesus, this living of purpose that comes from Jesus. We should be an example to the world. So when the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good, it's a it's a lifestyle that we live to help other people taste and see. So I went to a new newer restaurant in town. My man Joe, he's probably here right now. Joe's Caribe over on Tippin. Y'all need to go check him out. He's at the Bermuda Triangle, the Golden Corral thing where the Tippin and Ninth. And you even, you even lose cell service. Like it's a legit Bermuda Triangle. Anyway, it's not the point. I went in there. So I told Justin one time, I said, Justin, we need, to find a, I need, we need a real Puerto Rican restaurant rice and beans, or the rice and peas. I said, but what I need is mofongo in my life. If you don't know about mofongo, you, you just need some more Jesus, okay? Just, just check out Joe's Tuesday through Saturday. All right, but anyway, so they closed today. Don't go today. You're going to be upset. But I, but I said, man, I need mofongo. He said, yo, there's this new place. It, well, it's not new, but they just opened on this side of town. We need to go try it. They got mofongo. I was like, say no more, dog. Let's go. So We went. I rode up in there, saw Joe. I said, Oh, Joe, I didn't even know this was your restaurant. And so I uh, sat down, ordered the Mofungo, and uh, ate it. It was delicious. It's garlicky and salty, and oh, my goodness. Sorry. Uh, so, so then uh, we may or may not have gone back the very next day. No judgment. So we walk back in there and I sit down and Joe comes to take an order. He's like, man, what you guys getting? I said, Joe, you know why I'm here. He says, man, listen, we don't, uh, I'm out of the salty plantains right now to make your mafungo. And I said, Joe. And he said, I tell you what, have you ever had trayfungo before? I said, no, Joe, tell me more. And he said, well, instead of all salty plantains, we use the green plantains, salty plantains, sweet plantains, and yucca. And we smash it together with the garlic." Keep going, Joe. Tell me more. I want to know more. And he says, we can, I can, you can try that today if you want to. And I said, be gone, Joe. That's not what I said. I said, by all means, bring me some of that. It sounds delicious. I may or may not have had it roughly 22 times over the last three months. So, um, It's it's my diet killer and my guilty pleasure, and I'm not mad, all right? So it is what it is. But all that to say, Joe, in my world, he knows that if I'm going to come to his restaurant, he's going to have something on the menu that I'm looking for. How many of y'all want to go to a restaurant with everything on the menu you don't care about? How many of y'all know every restaurant has a specialty that you're going there for? You don't just go to a restaurant like, yeah, I might figure out what I want when I get there. Other than these weird people that go through the Wendy's drive-thru knowing it's had the same menu for 20 years, but y'all going to take 10 minutes. Stop. You're here for the four for four. Let's keep moving. Anyways. Small rant. My apologies. Anyways, so. But how many guys know that that if we as a church, much like my man Joe, are gonna have something that people are gonna come here, we, got, we had better have something on the table. We had better have something in our service. We, we need to have something that's a part of our culture that people that aren't at our table yet are looking for. So our, our desire as a church is to make sure that when people get here, there's something on the table that they want, right? So on, on Sundays, and, and what I'm doing is helping. I'm helping communicate part of why TC exists, and part some of the reason why we do some of the things that we do. That if you've been in the church world long, you, you may go, man, I wonder why they do that, or, or in the future we may do things, and you go, ah, I didn't, I don't know how I feel about that. And, and what we're trying to help you understand is is maybe not everything at the table is what you want, but we're going to make sure that there's something at the table that the person that's far from God wants. So we we're going to make a table every Sunday. For us, but also for people that don't even know God yet. People say, man, I wish we we had an hour of worship. I'm like, I hear you, and I would love that too. But the people that don't know God yet aren't in love with him. They don't even know why we're singing this long. Most of them are going, God, would you shut up already? So we're trying to create an environment. That's the reason why we've, we've used Bruno Mars tracks in a service one time. That's the reason why a couple series ago, we had a a Post Malone music in the background on our bumper. You want to know why? Because the people that know who Post Malone is raised their eyebrows and went, oh, wow, like, oh, okay. Like, they see, uh, oh, wow, I'll come to the table for that. I don't know about this Jesus thing yet, but I like the environment. I love the people, and I like what they're communicating to me. There's something at the table for me. I'll come back again. I had someone come up to me. During that series, they go, Pastor Brad, I don't know how I feel about the Post Malone song in the bumper. I said, how you know that's a Post Malone song? They said, huh. A couple months before that, we had a, had a Chance the Rapper instrumental in one of our songs. And you want to know what? To the people that don't even know who those people are, it didn't mean anything to you. But the people that we're wondering if we're just like every other Christian they've met that's going to be judgmental and all those things, guess what? We're introducing them to Jesus in a way that they can say, all right, I think I can do this. And we're always going to be a church where people that are far from God can walk into the building and not feel judged, not feel condemned, but meet Jesus in a safe space where they know we love you. And if you're here today and that's you, we want you to know we're here Because we're ready to introduce you to the Jesus that either you haven't met before or you've heard of but didn't know exists. Or the one that had a bad branding problem from the Christians that you've already met before in your life. We're ready to introduce you to the Jesus that's ready to give you life and joy and peace beyond anything that your mind can comprehend, the Bible says. That's what we're here for. Because at TC, we're creating a service for the searching, not a club for the already convinced. Because that's our job, is to meet people that are far from God. Matthew 4.19, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and these same words apply to us today. He says, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Now, I don't do much fishing anymore in my jays. I'm not getting dirty. That's not for me. But what I know is that when you go fishing, sometimes you got to change the bait up a little bit. And when Jesus calls us to be fishers of men, listen, I'm telling you right now, we'll use anything short of sin to reach lost people for Jesus. Because we're on a mission for just one more. We're going to introduce people to the God that created the universe and loves them so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for all of us and them, right? So that brings us to the first portion, the first one of our code today. This idea that we don't throw stones, Turn your neighbor and say, don't throw stones. We don't throw stones. What do you mean by that? Literally, we don't throw rocks. Just kidding. Okay, well, I mean, we don't, but that's not what I was talking about. We don't throw stones. And what we mean by that is we will be known for what we're for. We will be known for what we're for. I've been in too many churches, and this isn't an attack on churches, but I've been in too many churches where it was clear what they were against. But how many of y'all know we need some churches that are ready to communicate what they're for? We're for your life being radically transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're for life change setting in and you going from hopeless and depressed and riddled with anxiety to peace and joy and a life full of purpose. We are for everything in your life that looked like it was a disaster and you had no hope and you didn't even know how you were gonna make it through tomorrow. We're for you looking forward to tomorrow for the purpose that God has put into your life so that you can create the same change and impression someone else through jesus that someone else helped create in you we're ready for you to live a life on mission and we want to do that for you and so today we want to talk a little bit about our table say table turn your neighbor and say i'm at the table you don't even know if you are at the table but we're gonna try it anyways all right so at the table there's four chairs and at these four chairs we're gonna go through each one of them for for just a minute and so uh, at chair number one which is this chair right here the head of the table You want to know what this chair is for? You want to know who this is reserved for? Jesus. You want to know why? Because the minute you take away Jesus, all you're left with is religion. At TC, Jesus will always be at the head of our table. He is the most important thing in our service, in our culture, in our church. Jesus is the most important thing. But how many of y'all know that Jesus is the, the bread of life? How many of y'all love bread? I just love bread. I do. Put something between it, I'm going to eat it like a sandwich. You can put peanut butter jelly on it. You can put meat and cheese. Right? You can, you, how many of y'all like to, to break a piece off and dip it in the, the oil and the spices? Oof, come on, do it, Lord. How many of y'all would like to get the, the bread sticks at Olive Garden to dip it in the Alfredo sauce? Woo! Holy Spirit, there it is. Bam, 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 bam. See, so, how, how many of y'all know bread is just good? Right? It doesn't really matter what you put with the bread as long as I can have some bread. You could even just put butter on it and I'll eat it. Any of y'all ever been to hit, hit the struggle point where you just put a piece of bread in the microwave with a piece of cheese on it? That's fire, y'all. I just, that's that ramen budget bread, but hey, whatever. So, but how many of y'all know it, it really doesn't matter what you have with the bread as long as you've got the bread? And hear me for a second. At Transformation Church, we will create a habit out of putting a lot of things with the bread, but we'll never change the bread. In other words, with Jesus, we may provide a lot of other things to go along with him to just accent who he is, to to raise awareness, to, to help people see how good he is. But everything we do, everything we have, everything we're gonna be about is making sure that Jesus is at the middle. We may have oil and spices this time. We may have Alfredo that time, peanut butter and jelly another time. We may have whatever it takes, but no matter what comes around Jesus, we're always gonna be serving people, Jesus. Because he's the bread of life. And so we make it a habit out of serving whatever it takes along with the bread to get people into the room to get the bread. Just like Paul on, in Mars Hill in Acts 17, he walks in. Uh, and so as he walks on the Mars Hill, the people, they're worshiping every God they can think of. I think it was one of those like process of elimination type deals where they're like, let's just worship all the gods and then we'll make sure we hit one of them. And so they're worshiping all the gods. So much so they even created a statue called the unknown God just in case they missed one. So Paul gets to Mars Hill and you know what Paul does? He, of course, could he have walked in and rebuked them? Sure, he could have. But you know what Paul recognized? It would be easier for me to step into their culture and preach the gospel than it would to stand on the outside of their culture and preach the gospel. And he walks over to the statue of the unknown God. He says, I see you guys have the unknown God right here. He says, uh, let me tell you about who this actually is. And he starts to declare the God Of Abraham, Isaac. He starts to declare the God of the Bible. He starts to declare the good news, the gospel, and he starts to talk about who Jesus is. And and so he ministers from in their culture. And I fear there are far too many churches ministering to people outside of their culture. They're unaware of anything they go through, the hardships that they face, what's going on in their world. They can't even embrace any type of music or change, but they want to create a change in their culture. And I'm here to tell you today at TC. We're going to make it a mission to be like like Paul in the book of Acts in 17 on Mars Hill where we may have to step into the culture of people that are far from God, but we'll do it if we can bring them close to God because that's what we're on mission to do because it's always going to be about chair number one. Hear me today. It will always be at TC about chair number one. But then we've got chair number two. And chair number two is for the not yet believers. Say not yet. If you're in this room today and you don't know if you believe in Jesus, we got a chair for you. Matter of fact, we go out of our way to say that we want 30% of our church sitting in this chair at all times. Because chair number two means you matter to the kingdom. I don't know if you've ever been in a church before where everyone in the room is already saved. But if everyone in the room is in, in your church is already saved, you don't have a church, you have a club. Because a church was meant to be a hospital for the broken, not a club for the already saved. Now, listen, that don't mean you don't matter. and We don't want you here. We do. It means that when we're here together, we're on mission to get people in this seat. Can I get an amen on that? And so this chair makes TC important in the kingdom because God says, God says that he's here to seek and save that which is lost which means we as a church need to be seeking to save through the gospel, those who are lost. Then there's share number three, which is the new believers. Say new. There's the new believers. And the new believers are the, the ones that come in and, and, and God just opens their eyes to the gospel and they give their life to Jesus. And so as they start walking on this journey with Jesus, they, they step into this, this uh, realm where they go from manna and then from manna to milk and from milk to meat. And, and that's, a, that's a, an analogy of how God used to provide for people in the Bible. And so manna living, say manna, manna living is the miraculous type of living where you are in a place of desperation and God miraculously comes through in your time of need. How many of y'all are grateful for that manna living? How many of y'all have been in a situation where you needed God to come through and he came through? And so when you live in that manna type of space, you need miracles and God comes through. But hear me for a second. Miracle living is the lowest point of Christian living that you can live at. When you're in a constant state of needing a miracle for your life to be encouraged, that's the lowest point of Christian living. See, as we start going from manna to milk, which is a, a low level of biblical nourishment, it's something that's easier to digest. It's, it's basic level preaching and being encouraged in that realm with no real push into discipleship and no real discipline that's set into your life. You're just kind of digesting milk like a, like a baby would, right? And I'm not calling you babies. I'm just, well, no, I mean, I'm just kidding. But as you digest milk, then you start to build up a system that can then start to tolerate meat. But hear me for a second. What happens is too many people try to live in the manna realm. Where they go from needing God to bring a supernatural breakthrough to needing God to bring a supernatural breakthrough to needing God to bring a supernatural breakthrough. And what happens if you're in the manna living, but the breakthrough doesn't come? What happens when your faith is only dictated by the miracle, but you haven't got your miracle? Do you lose your faith? Because the milk and the meat living says, regardless of what happens in my circumstances, regardless of what happens in this situation, regardless of whether I do or do not get what I want or I feel like I need over here, my faith will not get weary. My faith will not be destroyed because I am invested in the king that holds the universe in the palm of his hands. And if he doesn't give me what I'm looking for, that means he's got something else for me, but I don't need miracles every time. Don't get me wrong. I love them and I'll take them too. But sometimes you got to say, I'm not going to let not getting this change how I feel about God in this. And faith living is an example to the world that the God you told them to believe in when they were going through something proves that he's the God you believe in when you're going through something. Because the world don't care about what you got to say. They care about how you're going to live. And for us at TC, we want to live in a way that brings people to Jesus. Which brings us to chair number four. And chair number four is for the mature believers. Say mature. The mature believers. Hebrews 6.1 says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ." And be taken forward to maturity. I say maturity. I want to make sure we're all on the same page here, right? Because here's what maturity is you see, chair number four, if you're not careful, can cause you to think that you're sitting at the head of the table. But you want to know where you're really sitting? The butt. He's at the head. We're at the butt, right? But here's the key, is when we're sitting at our side of the table, you want to know who I'm looking at every time we sit down together? Jesus. Because what happens is when we're sitting here together and the, the not yet believer or the new believer, you see, sometimes they can't see him because circumstances skews their view. Sometimes situations cause them to not see him well. And you want to know what the secret is? It's not to convince them to see him better. It's to convince them to see him in us better. And so every time Jesus moves at the table, I move at the table. He raises his hand, I raise my hand. He puts his hand down, I put my hand down. He leans forward, I lean forward. He leans back, I lean back. He wants to bring in a new song so that the not-yet-believer will come back next week. Then we bring in a new song so that the not-yet-believer will come back next week. If he wants to do something that the new believer can understand, even though you want the Greek word, but no one wants the Greek word for life raft when they're drowning. They just want someone to throw them one. And so we're going to come in and create an environment where no matter where people are at, I'm not convinced. I need a church service for me today. I'm convinced I need to be like Jesus to show somebody else how to get there today. So when they can't see Jesus, you know who they're looking at? Us. So when they look at me, they actually see Him. How many of y'all know people that love to host parties? Host parties. Anybody here like to host parties? like to have people at your house? Just do the stuff, right? Just cooking. How, how many of y'all know that the party host is never at the table? And when they are, they're always kind of half-cocked to the side a little bit. Like, oh, you need the butter? Hold on, let me get you the butter. And they go, okay, we're back here. Oh, you need some uh, salt? Let me get the salt shaker. Real quick. And Oh, okay. Oh, you need the ketchup? Deck come on, Ashley. All right, we'll get you the ketchup. <laughs> so... but. But how many guys know that the, the mature believers, the people that are hosting the party, they're not worried about whether or not they get to eat at the table. They're worried about making sure that everyone at the table has what they need to eat at the table. And so often, as mature believers, we can start to think that we're at the head, so we should be making things about us. And I say us because I am one and we all have the habit of wanting to create something that's more for us than it is for someone else. But we have to recognize that God has called us to be the host for the other people at the table. Now, the best part is it doesn't matter who you are today. There's a seat for you at our table. Because you matter. And we're here to serve. That's why I love this new version of Growth Track. We're kicking off a new growth track that starts next month. So next Sunday, it'll start at 2 p.m. in our offices. And the idea behind it is this. Give us two weeks, and we're going to show you not only that God loves you and cares for you, we're not just going to show you that he has a place for you at our table. We're also going to show you that inside of you, God has already put a purpose that he wants to fulfill and help use you to create an impact in the lives of other people that are sitting at the table. It's already in you. The purpose is there. The life that he's ready for you to live are there. Everything is there. We're just going to help you discover it and help you get plugged into it so that you can start walking out the life of purpose that God has for you. But being in chair number four means you got to admit the last code we're going to go over today and in this series. Number 11, it's not about me. It's not about me. This was actually the first one we came up with when we sat down to write out the code. This was the first one I wanted to make sure was on the list. You want to know why? Not about me. Sitting down at the table, it's not about me. How many of y'all know that when someone's hosting the party and someone says, hey, can I have some of that uh, salt? No one goes, get it yourself. Can't you see I'm trying to eat too, Marsha? Go get your own salt. How many of y'all know that's not how hosts act? You want to know why? Because hosts are self-feeders. Hosts eat all the time. And mature believers don't wait till Sunday to get their Jesus fix. I was with him yesterday. I was with him Friday. I was with him Thursday. So when I show up to a church service, I don't need them to do the right song for me so that I can enter into his presence. I brought Jesus with me today. And so when we show up, it's not about me. We're showing up because it's about you. It's about what God has put in me to help you see him more clearly. It's about sitting at the table so that when people look at me, they can see him. That's why we're here today. My friend, guest, whoever you may be, sir or ma'am, we're here for you today. We're here to introduce you to Jesus. Because there's no life you could live that's better than this one right here. You see, mature people realize everything at the table or in this service may not be for us. It may not be my favorite thing. That may not be my favorite song. May not, may not, you may not love these lights and how they're bright and the loud music. But you know what? It's here for somebody. And we're going to watch people continue to see their life transformed by the power of Jesus because there's always something at the table for them. That's what we do. So the tagline that goes with this, uh, t- the code that says it's not about me, we will pursue our purpose rather than my preference. We'll pursue our purpose rather than my preference. That means you don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you matter very much, so much so that if you're already saved and you're a mature believer, we got a chair for you too to help us introduce lost people to Jesus. Step into your calling and your purpose, because we've got one for you too. You see, every person in this room, whether you're new, whether you've been here forever, there's a seat for you at the table. and God's ready to do something in your life, man. The problem is too many of us tend to find ourselves in the fifth chair that I didn't bring up here. Y'all ever seen a high chair before? I like to call it the Y chair. Why y'all got to do that songs? Why the lights got to be so bright? Why you got to do this? Why you got to have church at a movie theater? Why can't we just go back to what? Why, why, why? You know what I hear? Wah, wah, wah. Because the high chair or the Y chair It's for people that think they're mature, but they're actually, they need a bib and a pacifier because they need pacifying. Oh, y'all missed it. I said they need a pacifier because they need pacifying. I will never apologize for creating an environment where people that are far from God walk into a building to meet God. I'll never do it. Now, luckily, I'm preaching to the choir here because you guys are on board with this. But maybe you're new and you don't know. We wanna let you know, this is who we are. And we will unapologetically be on the search to help connect lost people to God. We exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So there's a process of relationships. The process of relationships is this. You start at infancy, right? You're the beginning of your life, starts at infancy. Then you go to adolescence, which is infancy is chair number one, adolescence is chair number two. Then you go to intimacy, that's chair number, I'm sorry, two, three, and then four. Chair number four is intimacy. But you know what the byproduct of intimacy always creates? Reproduction. When you're a mature believer in chair number four, your sole mission is to make sure that you get somebody in chair number two. And just in case you miss it, guess where chair number two is the closest to? jesus we want to help people get as close to jesus as they can so at that story about the mall that i told you earlier girl comes over to me i'm already eating my plate full of china max she comes over with another piece of juno's chicken again i ate it because duh so but i ate the chicken but it hit me you know, if her, if her goal was to really to get more people to order her food, she'd be far better suited to go where the traffic is and the people that don't have this food than to come to the people that do have this food. At Transformation Church, we're not gonna be so concerned making f- sure that people with full plates are getting another taste of Jesus. He said to go into the highways and the byways. And our mission is going to be to make sure that people that don't have their plate yet get a taste of Jesus. Because that's who we are, and that's what we do. Can I get amen on that? Let's put our hands together for Jesus in this place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you've saved us and you've transformed us. We thank you that you've given us a glimpse into who you are, and we love you today. You're so good. We love you. You're in this room right now and with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed if you're here and you just maybe you, you say you're not a bad person but you know your life isn't right with god you know you need jesus you know your life doesn't belong to him the beauty of the gospel is that it says the bible says we've all sinned we've all blown it none of us are perfect But Jesus gave his life so that you could have a new one, that you could be forgiven of your sins and start over. And today, it doesn't take some huge grand gesture. You know what it takes? Faith. And today, if you wanna put your faith in Jesus, that when he went to the cross, he paid for your sins and you're ready for a brand new start with him and you're ready for God to give you a new beginning. You're ready to take your seat at the table. And you're ready to watch God do something amazing in your life. We're ready for it. And right now, if you're ready for it, I promise you, no one, myself and no one on my team, they're not going to come to you. They're not going to embarrass you. They're not going to point you out. We just want to pray for you today. And if that's you, you're ready for a new start in Jesus today. Right now, would you just raise your hand right where you sit and say, that's me, Pastor. Awesome. Yes. God bless you. Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. Yes. Awesome. Is there more that says, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready for a fresh start and a new beginning. Yes, awesome. Yes, awesome. Come on. Is there anyone else that says, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready for God to give me a, a fresh start. I can't wait for a new beginning. All things passed away and all things have become new. Maybe you're watching us online right now and you're saying, that's me, Pastor. I, I need God to give me a fresh start, a new beginning. If that's you, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray this prayer together. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. This prayer is is acknowledging with words what you believe in your heart. And that is that Jesus is taking control of my life and I'm putting my faith in him. And today, if you're ready to pray that prayer, I wanna invite you to repeat after me and the whole church is gonna pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. So church, let's pray together with those that raise their hand or even if you didn't, but you're ready to put your faith in Jesus today, let's pray. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean, make me pure, make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross. And I believe that you rose three days later. Through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that pray that perhaps for the first time we celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.